Welcome to the Wendy DeRosa Sessions, support for you as an empathic, sensitive, intuitive, and human being on the path of deepening your consciousness, spiritual growth, intuition, energy healing, and personal transformation. Hello and welcome to this episode. It's the inner child and the chakras as a path to emotional healing. So what is the inner child? Why is inner child work so important? How does it relate to the chakras? How does it relate to your healing journey? There's so much to unpack around this. And I'm going to start by first just explaining from my perspective and an understanding more inner child work, what the inner child is. So it's actually an aspect of ourself. It's a part of our being. We often have different parts within us that make up our whole. And the inner child is an aspect of our soul that is deeply connected and reflective of our emotional needs met and unmet. And oftentimes this aspect of ourself, our inner child, also relates to our intuition by way of giving us signals and information that supports our emotional well-being. So for example, if we're in a relationship and you know, one part of us, the adult half is saying, uh, is, is wanting to make this work and, you know, really sees all the reasons why this makes sense. But the inner child is giving us different signals. This doesn't feel good. Ouch, this hurts. Or I'm not, I'm not listening to myself. I'm not getting my deeper needs met. The inner child in that case can give us intuitive signals and hits or sometimes body sensations that might be calling our intention inward. In this case, this aspect of intuition is that it guides us to our emotional health and well-being. The inner child, when we're doing healing work or we're supporting ourselves on the healing path, the inner child is a powerful place to turn to inside ourselves to heal our history. And in many cases, our emotional wounds that we haven't processed history long time ago in the past where there might have been hurt or there might have been a shutout or there might have been an experience that felt really difficult and we didn't get to process it back then. And now as an adult, we might see the repercussions of that. We might see the symptoms of sort of our emotional unprocessed wounds and how that might relate to our present day relationships. In this case, inner child work can be very powerful because it's a doorway, a tool or an invitation into understanding more about our deep needs, our deep emotional needs, whether they were met emotionally or whether they were unmet emotionally. So with the inner child, it's an aspect of our soul, which means it can reside anywhere in our being. 
And what I, I'm a chakra person. So I base a lot of my work based on the chakra system. And the reason I am so drawn to the chakras as a foundational template is because they're very embodied. They are in our body and, you know, some are a little higher, a little lower, but, but primarily we have power centers and information within our body and this and understanding the, the, the chakra system as a template really helps us ground things like intuition or healing work or understanding the pathology of our symptoms or our soul. This is all information that resides within the central channel and our chakras. So that's a big foundation to my work. And inner child work is is, is along those same lines. When we are doing chakra healing or, or working with the chakras, um, we uh, inner child work comes up all the time because it's an aspect of our soul that's related to our emotional needs met or unmet unmet and that information resides within our chakras so i'm going to say a few things about the 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 lower chakras and 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 why the inner child it might be helpful to think about the inner child as residing in some areas so the 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 chakra system without going through all of them you can read i have a book um energy healing through the chakras if you want background information on the chakras and there are others out there but the lower chakras which are the first second and third so first at the tailbone second in the pelvis and third in the in the uh, solar plexus region they are very much our historic power centers they're the ones that carry a great deal of past history that might influence how we are in relationship with others and with the world on a social construct level. So they are sort of horizontal in, and they're not horizontal in shape, but meaning they are about us being more in our horizontal relationships, our connections with people and how we are in relationship with ourself and with energy. The upper chakras, including the heart, can be, the heart can be a little bit of both, horizontal and vertical, but the upper chakras are very vertical in that we can receive higher consciousness. We can connect to our higher self, the divine. We can receive sort of higher information. And this supports us in being uh, clear or being uh, receiving powerful wisdom or information. And it's a little more vertical in its energetic flow. The inner child can reside anywhere in the body. But what's interesting is when we think about the inner child in the heart chakra, for example, where some people will find value, a lot of good value in connecting with the inner child in the heart, oftentimes we might be um, mixing what the inner child might be feeling or experiencing or that information that might come through the inner child with our adult self with what our needs might be in the present day. My recommendation and what I found to be really, really effective is that when we start to think of the inner child as lower in the body, 
lower by way of, it could be the belly, it can be the pelvis, and this would be right around the domain of the second, maybe third chakras, depending on your body. Everybody's body is different. And the reason I like to think of the inner child in that area of the body is because the second chakra in particular is very connected to our emotional needs and our emotions in general. And oftentimes we are raised in environments where we've gotten this messaging, children are not meant to be seen, or excuse me, meant to be seen, not heard, or you know, we're punished around our emotions or we're invalidated and disregarded or we're abandoned emotionally on some level. And that might not really have been conscious nor intentional. It's just that we are often raised in systems and, his, and you know, if you've, these systems have gone back decades where tr- we're learning how to support the emotional development of a child is is education we're learning more recently. And mostly we're learning it more recently because there's been a lot of trauma of not getting it. And so psychology and teaching and education and early childhood development, et cetera, has has evolved. But back then, whenever that back then was, it could have been that we were raised in these environments or in these cultural or societal structures that didn't really validate or support or give education around the emotions and understanding the emotional need. Well, inside us, we have an educator and it's our inner child. Our inner child is the aspect of our soul that's very connected to our emotional well-being. The second chakra is the emotional seat of the self. So when you place in your awareness and in your meditation or in your just your visualization or consciousness, the inner child, a little lower in the body, seated in the second chakra, which is essentially in the pelvic bowl, we get new information about what emotions might not have been fully felt or processed or attention that might be needed we get new information than we would in the heart where we can access our consciousness a little bit more clearly sometimes. Not all the time, but it's easier. It's a faster journey uh, you know, from the head to the heart than it is from the head to the second chakra sometimes, even if head to the heart is a long journey. <laughs> it's a little, it, you know, it's 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 an area, second chakra is an area of history in our body that historically going throughout time, we've been essentially shunned from and shamed from feeling this area and the power in this area of our body around our emotional needs. One example of that is you are called too sensitive. I'm too sensitive. I was always told I'm too sensitive. I'm crying all the time. Uh, I can, they can never fill my cup or Um, you know, I need too much, you know, those experiences, those, those met that messaging comes from this, this sense of shaming to this area of the body, or at least it, it may not have been intentional, but that's the imprint that we're left with. And the inner child in this area of the body 
has permission to process and feel everything that that is old and that needs to be felt and seen because your something in your life is telling you that it's time to work on these deeper these deeper layers so the deeper layer in this case is visualizing that the inner child is connected to your second chakra area the power center for your emotional self, the seat of your soul in your emotional health and well-being. And so when we connect to our inner child there, our inner child can give us a lot of information about how they feel. I feel angry. I feel sad. I feel happy. I feel confused. We get to get to receive a lot of information about how that part of us is is living and existing. And what's interesting is when we start to dialogue with our inner child in this area, you start to see that, wow, I've been sort of living a split. (laughs) There's this part of me that's high functioning and moving through life with all the things I'm supposed to be doing. And then there's this other part of me down below that is completely unmet and unseen and unconnected with. And so this inner child journey invites us to close our eyes and go inward and dialogue with your inner child, but more than anything, not judge your inner child and give full permission to your inner child to be able to express themselves. And this is important because it's what you as a child probably needed is what what I'm guiding you here is this is the teaching you needed to receive at that age. You know, your adult self needed as a child to be seen and given permission to feel and be able to throw the tantrum and to run and jump and kick and play and When we start to give that to our own inner child, we are reparenting a part of us that didn't get this at a very young age. And we are literally reparenting the consciousness there. And when we do that, we are growing up inside. We are evolving. We are getting the parenting we need to move past being stuck in time and space with an unmet and unconnected with feeling. So this is why inner child work is very, very important. It's because we are reparenting an aspect of ourselves that really needed something, that really needed the adult to give you, your child, yourself as a child, that connection that love, that bonding, that experience, if we didn't get it, then the lack of that leaves us with the feelings of being unmet, unseen, unvalidated, unworthy. And we repeat that over and over and over again in our relationships. If we have that internalized, we feel that way about ourselves and we might mirror it or act it out in our relationships. So this reparenting and connecting to your inner child is really important work. It's important to hear 
and feel and sense your inner child's intuition in this case, saying, that doesn't feel good, or no, I don't want to do that, or pay attention to me. And when we do, when we get those signals, it's important to close our eyes and go inward. And I'm going to take you into a little meditation here into this experience of being able to give your inner child permission to heal emotionally the past. So we'll go ahead and close our eyes and feel into this pelvic bowl region of your body. It's a very intimate space. We don't always publicly talk about it, but it's a, an important area of our body that houses a great deal of sensitivity and vulnerability and creativity. It's creation. It's also a place where we house a lot of old emotions And it requires us to feel the subtle a bit more to feel into this area. So if you can imagine here in the pelvis that there's this glowing orange room. And it's the room of your inner child. And your inner child in this moment gets to create their space. So your inner child can decorate it, design it, create it, however they want. It's their safe space. And as you allow your inner child to do so, here in this area of your body, you're going to invite your inner child to express whatever they want or need or feel. You can there's a memory that you are thinking of, either recent or past, where you didn't get to feel the feelings all the way through, or if there's an experience that's happened recently, or even in the past, this room is your safe space for your inner child and you as the adult are going to hold this space for your inner child to express themselves. Your inner child can feel, is allowed to feel angry in this room. Your inner child is allowed to feel grief. Your inner child is allowed to have joy. 
feel joy. Your inner child is allowed to dance and sing and jump and kick and punch and throw and break something if they want to and yell. This is their space. They are allowed to have the full spectrum of the emotions. And we're releasing any shame here that these emotions are bad or wrong. They are not. They are human and important. And you can, as the adult, let your inner child know that this is good. It's good that you're angry. You get to have this anger or this grief or this joy. You get to be peaceful. Whatever the emotions are. And you as the adult self are going to continue breathing. As your inner child expresses their emotions to the fullest. And when your inner child has completed this process of being able to express fully, then we're going to let the inner child know that this was good and you are good. And it's good that you felt these feelings. It's good that you express these feelings and you are good. And as the adult self, you can go ahead and take hold like a big hug. Take hold of your inner child, giving that part of you a really big squeeze, a hug, lots of love. And then kneel down where you can place your inner child on your lap. Look into your inner child's eyes. And let your inner child know, I will listen to you. I hear you. I will stay connected to what you need.
And then as you're breathing here, just allow that bond to connect, to form between you and your inner child. And let the inner child also give you the teaching that it's okay for you to feel how you feel. To feel your emotions, they're good. And you are good. And so I like to imagine for myself that my inner child resides in this lower pelvis belly domain and that it's not a part that's there necessarily as a depiction all the time, but a part I can tune into. And when I tune into it, my inner child shows herself to me. But when I'm about in my daily life, I just feel more integrated here in these lower power centers from the inner child work. And so perhaps you can allow yourself in this moment just to take a deep seat, filling out energetically in your tailbone, in your pelvis, in your belly, it's taking up more space knowing that there's more presence of you here with the help of connecting to your inner child. May this meditation support you as a tool, as a resource to work with in healing emotions that have been unprocessed and need to be processed. May light surround you and hold you here in this space, and may you return to this practice whenever you need. And may you be held in your own body, by your own energy, and grounded as my energy is in my own body. Give thanks for this opportunity, be of service, and I pray that this meditation support you. Thank you, God, so be it, and so it is. So when you slowly come to after the meditation, take your time and really feel that connection in your lower body. The second chakra, again, it's a powerful center in our body for our, it's our feminine energy, no matter your gender. And it's subtle. It gives us connection to to the subtle, subtle feelings, or in some cases, empathy for others and their feelings, but for our inner child, what's so important is that we are connecting to our deep, our own deep emotional needs by giving empathy and connection to our own inner child, along with permission and acceptance that permission to feel the feelings and acceptance that these feelings are good and okay to feel. So that is the power of inner child work. It's one aspect of it that we really get to allow that part of us to express the truth of how we feel internally. I hope this supports you. I hope it gives you a resource and how to connect with your own inner child and how to continue on your healing journey. Many blessings and I look forward to seeing you soon.